After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about commercials, TV commercials, the best ones, the worst ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. Now, you have a friend in the dining business. <laughs> Man, Tom Shane. He's not keeping his game tight. Hey, everybody. My name's Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hey, Genevieve. Hey, Andrew. That wasn't actually Tom Shane. Well, who knows? That was a, that was a YouTube video I found of a kid. Imitating Tom Shane. Um, you do have a friend in the jewelry business. We are not that friend. We are talking today about military commercials. Not. Um, I was going to make a joke about taking off our camis and putting on our civvies or vice versa or something. I was on this whole like website that listed yeah. a bunch of military slang, unlike, and I was going to try to work that unlike in. Unlike court, our court episode where we have a you know we've I watched so much TV that takes place in a courtroom. <laughs> Order. This better be going somewhere, counselor. <laughs> I've watched so much TV that takes place in a courtroom. I have a, I have at least a TV watcher's understanding of right. courtroom drama and jargon. Right. But like, I don't, I don't have the same familiarity with military. So, I mean, I've seen an officer and a gentleman a number of times, <laughs> but it kind of ends there. So I'm not going to be great on like the the wordplay this week. Okay. So and I maybe mean, we in should so, just... in so far as I'm ever great at the wordplay, and maybe I should just avoid it as well. <laughs> <laughs> is that your is that let's your subtle play, way of saying maybe let's just play let's it stay away from that rail? Okay, sounds good. If, we, if something occurs to us, let's you know, fine. But like, let's not work for it. Okay, yeah. Which could also be the motto of this. <laughs> yeah, show. I was gonna say I've never worked for anything on this show, so why start <laughs> now? Uh, we are going to be talking about military commercials, not necessarily commercials for the military, although that may come up, but commercials that in, include members of the military or military themes or something along those lines. We were seeing a, a whole host of ads recently, mostly by two different um, kind of uh, organizations that really brought this to the forefront. I'm excited to talk about those. Also, Ad Council, we'll check in with you guys. What's on your mind? Vives, you're the uh, Ad Counselor-in-Chief. Anything uh, anything of interest coming up? Well, we have a very special farewell this week. Oh. Is it my last show? It's funny how news travels in the podcast world. This is how I'm telling you. All right. So all that is coming up. I wanted to tell uh, you in a public place so you couldn't pitch a fit. (laughs) Is that why it has, why it used to say my name on my microphone over here. (laughs) For some reason it says Aaron Mason now. I don't, I don't exactly know why. All right. uh, Let's get FUBAR. FUBAR. It's a military term. with the old music not dramatic enough <laughs> you insisted on using this as our music today i just want to it, it says uh it says military aggression to me it says it says i love the smell of napalm in the morning it says it was a good board <laughs> all right um i i, I want to talk a little bit about ads for the military itself it's 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 
a very few and far between ad. I could have arranged that sentence differently, I know. Um, but it's very few and far between that we uh, come across a military ad, like for actually one of the branches that is anything but the most generic commercial, right? They're, I mean, well, it's ever so since I was a kid, it's, it's always kind of... Obviously, somewhat of a focus on patriotism, less than you'd think, as a matter of fact. It's usually about, like, kind of like job training. Like, ever since the 80s, when I started no- noticing commercials or thinking about them in any way, it's it's about kind of a college alternative and job training and preparing you like, for the future. Yeah, sort of and, uh, technology skills. This is you're talking about specifically recruitment ads. Yeah, we're talking about ads for the military, like join up. Now, I think this is the, the perfect example of that type of thing. This is a, a U.S. Air Force TV commercial that's currently in rotation. When I was a kid, I wanted to touch the skies. I wanted to invent things. We're seeing people do a whole bunch I of like technical things. stuff that can probably be useful later in life playing with drones i want to make with. a difference i need that doctors day, i would be the difference i am a special missions aviator clinical nurse pararescuement i'm captain chris Niels, and we are american airmen I swear I've seen another one uh, that shows, like, JAGs. So it's kind of like, you know, you can learn how to be a doctor. You can learn how to be a lawyer. All these things later on in life. But you're also doing it through a very exciting way. That, you know, there's an emphasis on excitement in these things as well, I think. Yeah. It plays a lot less on, like, this is my country. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, right? I mean, I think they're responding to the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what what would sell what would sell the military to a kid who, you know, is graduating from high school and maybe has, you know, a number of options or maybe has limited options, but like, you know, how do, how do you entice somebody into the military? I mean, workforce demand and job training is really appealing. I mean, any more than put your life on the line for, uh, an idea. And I'm not saying that to be, I'm not saying that to be glib. Yeah, no, I know. And I, I do think it's kind of interesting. I, it would be interesting to go back a few decades, um, you know, maybe to the eighties and nineties and see if there's uh, kind of a kind of more of an emphasis on being a soldier, whereas the the things that the images that we just saw in that commercial that you just heard were really almost like they were in fatigues. But other than that, they it, it was like they they were just going to become a, P, a physician's assistant or learning how to become a computer mm-hmm. engineer. I mean, it was very much about developing these skills, and there was no suggestion of violence, no suggestion of warfare. Um, there was a little bit of like. I saw somebody like rappelling out of a helicopter mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, like coming down on a rope from a helicopter. But other than that, you didn't see anything that looked even remotely like combat. Right. Or if you do see combat, it's something more along the lines of this ad for the army, which is called Power Grid. And by the way, I do, I think even in the 80s, they were, because again, growing up, I feel like the, they were still kind of focused there, on job training. I, it's probably always been a good pitch. I mean, who wants to. Who wants to think about signing up for combat? Probably nobody, or probably very few. Right. Um, I remember this one ad for the Marines that was very, it was almost like they were Transformers in the ad. It was very futuristic. And then they, at the end of the ad where they had sort of, they were sort of been these superhuman soldiers, they transformed into like normal Marines. Mm. Does that ring a bell to you? No, that, what era do you think that was, 80s? I want to say like early 90s, maybe. Here's one that takes, this is a, a, another one that's currently running, a 2016 ad for the Army this time called Power Grid. And it does, you know, the 
it takes place in a war zone, so it does have that implication of war, but it's still focused on skills. So in this one, it's very clear that these people are these soldiers are jumping out of an air uh, out of a I think an airplane or a helicopter, parachuting in and installing some sort of temporary power grid for some city that's clearly bombed out. It's pretty visual. I believe it's also got one of those you know voice of God narrations over top of it. And you see everybody just being so competent mm-hmm. you know just so competent as they're jumping into action plugging cables into which this not thing. for nothing everyone i've actually known who's been in the military is like it is just 24 7 incompetence <laughs> oh well you hang out with um joseph heller a lot right <laughs> well you, you joke but that's what it was described to me like here's power grid to be part of this team it takes more than being tough they're getting ready to jump it out takes of the more plane, than I being think. Smart. It takes the will to step up. They're installing the huge generators in the heart of a war-torn and city. Skills to prevail. More like a disaster-struck city, it kind of looks oh, like. Oh, maybe you're right. And then yes, at the, as they flip the switch at the end, you see community hospital that uh, had been all powered down suddenly lights up. You you raise a good point, though, about what were they like in the 70s. I did not do any research on that, but I like to do that on the fly. How about this USMC commercial from the 1970s, according to YouTube? I'm so this hit- is for the Marines. Yeah, I'm hitting this cold. I have no idea what's about to happen. Let's hope it's not some sort of dumb parody. Sure, the United States Marine Reserve teaches you a lot, like how to take a beachhead, how to defend yourself. And did you know some Marines even get to drive tanks? Oh, my gosh. Okay, I got to stop and tell you what's going on. This is like a 1970s uh, beach fantasy, basically. It's like a beach movie, beach party movie. The guy, while while this uh, narrator is talking about um, the military stuff, it's actually like a, a... a young, good-looking man uh, swimming around, having fun in the ocean, then coming out of the ocean and, and uh, jumping onto a blanket with his sunbathing girlfriend. And then when he mentions driving a tank, he's actually getting into a uh, Corvette convertible. So let's take this from the beginning. Sure, the United States Marine Reserve teaches you a lot, like how to take a beachhead, how to defend yourself. And did you know some Marines even get to drive tanks? Oh, yes. After the six-month training period, your weekend duty is always close to home. And like all good Marines, you're always on the ready. Think about joining up with the United States Marine Corps Reserve. We're looking for a few good men. So that's, for, so that's for the reserve. And she's dropping him off. Clearly, it's, you know, it's for the, uh, for the reserve because he has his weekends off. And, and then his hot girlfriend drops him off in his car uh, outside the... USMC Center there. That's so funny, though. It is odd. Here's one from uh, the 1970s, apparently, uh, starring John Travolta. <laughs> oh. The Army starts you at $288 a month, and you may not even have to spend it. Your housing is free. And you get 30 days paid vacation a year. What are you going to do with that $288 every month? Do many Americans do? That was absolutely undecipherable. Yeah. And it cuts off at a weird place. That was a real commercial, though, right? I think so. Yeah. So what what you were hearing was kind of a, a listing of the benefits of joining the Army. 
and it was just John Travolta looking like young John Travolta uh, being handed some a wad of cash, uh, being given a model of a house where he would a barracks where he would live, and then an Asian woman who is highly orientalized puts a lay over his head uh, and kisses him on the cheek, and so I guess we're left to assume that you know he can just spend that two hundred and eighty dollars on VD treatment. <laughs> Because that ad was such a disaster and the audio didn't work, I just wrote a note called Cut John Travolta ad, question mark, on my (laughs) notepad. But after your joke there, I refused to. It was all worth it in the end. Thanks for making it happen. All right. So anyway, those are the examples of uh, recruitment. Modern-day recruitment videos I don't think have changed a heck of a lot. Obviously, the 70s ones were different, but I think starting in the 80s and certainly the 90s, you had a lot of emphasis on job training and and, and what's awaiting you on the other side. Yeah, and I think there's sort of an implied gloss of patriotism uh, that's that's a little unspoken, but, but is definitely there now the one of them that actually got me thinking about this as a show theme a, a while back were these USAA uh, advertisements and USAA is that a credit union or is that an insurance is that insurance you know that would have been a good thing to look up before we started this show yeah that's a good point um, we did do our um, uh, yeah, so it's the military insurance right. service. So um, they're running ads reminding uh, you know veterans and service members that the USAA is there to help them. And there is a line in this commercial. These are very straightforward. This next one I'm going to play for you. There's not something huge that will necessarily jump out at you as far as creativity. But there was one line in this that really kind of got me thinking. Thinking about this as a theme for this show – and also thinking, as somebody who's, who couldn't be further outside of the military, me, myself, like I have no connection to it. I have no family members who have any connection to it. I'm very uh, ignorant as far as the culture is concerned. There's one line in here that made me think, I wonder if that, that seems like that would have a lot of sway, for lack of a better word, with somebody who's actually served. And if you're a veteran who's served like in the past 10 years now or 15 years now with these recent wars like you do not have whatever it's been a really shitty time to be a veteran right it's been awful and so the ads that are aimed at veterans in any way i think need to acknowledge that in a certain way or acknowledge the fact that you uh deserve respect so without being like super cheesy about it so let's take a listen My experience with USAA is awesome. Homeowner's insurance, life insurance, automobile insurance. I spent 20 years active duty. They still refer to me as gunnery sergeant when I call. Being a USA member because of my service in the military, to pass that on to my kids, something that makes me happy. My name is Roger Zapata and I'm a USA member for life. USAA, we know what it means to serve. So the tagline there is, we know what it means to surf, but you know what the line he says that really kind of underscores that for me? Yeah, when I call, they still refer to me as gunnery sergeant. I heard that line, and I was like, I mean, I don't know. As somebody on the outside, I could be totally wrong. We probably have people maybe who have served who listen to this. Yeah, I know we have a few. I know we have at least a few uh, service members who who at least have listened in the past. If you are a service person or a veteran uh, and you you have any insight into this, we would love to hear from you in in, uh, the ad council. Um, But I agree with you. I think... It really speaks. It's a small, subtle thing, but I think it's a very clear signal to service members that um, you will get a particular kind of customer service and a particular kind of uh, understanding of your background and a respect for 
for having served. Yeah, because I, I think as people who haven't served, it's easy for us to be like, well, you're back now, like right. whatever. And we don't really think that, but it's we just don't have any idea what it's like, especially, yeah. I mean, even to have served at all, even if you haven't been overseas or anything, I think it's just like that transition back into civilian life is really hard. And as we know, if you have seen action, if you have been overseas fighting, then it's really, really hard. And there are big things that anybody who's read about PTSD or like I read this novel that, about a character who suffered from PTSD. So there are the obvious things that we think of as far as triggers, crowds, loud noises, things that can put somebody once they're back home in a very bad, scary place. But also just small things. It's like when I go to USAA to deal with some issue with my insurance, these are people who speak my language right. and have an idea. For some reason, that line really, really spoke to me. Do you want to talk about the... Oh, actually, there's one other USAA ad that you threw in here. I don't really know about this one. This one was one that was playing a lot during... It plays a lot during NFL because it's... Uh, uh, main character is Alejandro Villanueva, uh, who is on uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh. And so it gets a lot of play, of course, during NFL, you know, commercial breaks. Uh, and there's nothing particularly great or interesting about this commercial. I just thought it'd be worth playing um, because it, it sort of, to me, typifies what a lot of these commercials that are really aimed at uh, either service members or, or veterans do which is like frankly not that much it's and it's kind of the same way as the one same thing as the one we just listened to where it, there might be some subtle signals and some uh some things that are that that a military person would hear that to me just kind of is like it just seems like a boring ad but there's mm-hmm. like I'll, I'll point out the okay the let's line take that a I, listen the kind here. of lines i think do that once in you get in the army you hear the term ranger and you look at it as the highest standards i was extremely proud to be part of the first ranger battalion when I was deployed, I knew that USA was taking care of my wife when she was back home. And now I know with my son that the USA will continue to provide the insurance and protection we need. They always say, you've served your country, so we're here to serve you. My name is Alejandro Villanueva, and I'm a USA member for life. Call USAA today to talk about your insurance. So it's just they always they always make sure to include a little um, some some line or some acknowledgement that this is a company whose customer service is particularly trained in how to speak to service members in their families. Right, right. The ads themselves are super generic. Like if they, if we weren't doing a show about ads that talk to the military or talk about the military, I would never have brought this one yeah. forward because it's really not that interesting as far as an ad goes. Um, but it's just, I think we're both kind of fascinated by how marketers talk to this really specific segment of the population with with a very uh, distinctive experience. And if you think of military ads as I instinctively do, it'd be like, oh, you think of a military ad, you think of the recruitment videos. That's different. You're not speaking to somebody who speaks that language. You're not, you're looking for a recruit just by definition. (laughs) Um, And so it was, again, that one line where he says, when I call up, they, the lieutenant, I can't, I already, gunnery sergeant, gunnery sergeant, like that was a line that really kind of, I think, inspired this whole show for me. Again, even though the commercial itself is somewhat pedestrian, uh, I found it moving to, for lack of a better word. Now let's get into these federal, Navy federal credit union ads. I love these. We're going to play as many of these as possible. Yeah, this is a great campaign. So instead of insurance this time, it's a credit union, and they are showing the soldiers who can, you know, take advantage of this credit union, uh, soldiers, airmen, uh, I guess it's it's Navy. So what do you call a Navy person? We did no research on this. Um, A naval... 
naval o- officer. Well, they're not all officers, I though. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> you, Navy, Navy service members. While I set up this commercial, can you look up what you're supposed to call it? A Navy a person? Sailor. They're a sailor. All sailors. Yeah, all the sailors. But I, I mean, but I, I, is that true? Is Navy Federal Credit Union only only open to sailors? Again, this is probably the part of the show where we need to stop asking each other questions about services right, for point, military members. Point taken. For the record, we really did have to uh, have to put this show together without too much prep for various reasons this week. I hope you're enjoying it. Um, all right, but these, I think, are really, really good. They show the nuances of... Uh, a military person's life. It's and not it's all just, about contrast. It's all about contrast, and it's not just about their Navy experience or their military experience, but also their civilian world experience. Now, I guess we should probably set this one up. This, uh, I think they all do this, where they take place with somebody talking directly to the camera, a service member, talking directly to the camera. In this particular one, it's a woman on a submarine, mm-hmm. and she's talking to the camera about her... Uh, about her upcoming wedding. I don't think I'm giving anything away by saying that, right? And we're flashing... I mean, they're commercials. I don't think we have to issue spoiler alerts. <laughs> but they're so good. I want people to enjoy the narrative like we do. Um, I'm only half kidding, if at all. Um, so this woman is talking to the camera, and it's clear that she's in a submarine. And at one point, you'll even hear one of her uh, one of her fellow Navy people. Sailor. <laughs> the word is Sailor. <laughs> go by and even kind of shout something to her so it's kind of interesting to see her kind of broing down in in one scenario but as she's talking about her upcoming wedding we see a very very different scenario and she's trying on a beautiful wedding gown in like a fancy you know wedding uh dress kind of store where she's on a a little uh dais and she's standing in front of the the angled mirrors and you know doing the kind of like very girly uh, picking a wedding dress experience. And if I recall, maybe be even being a little bit of a goofball. Like yeah, making, being very, make, m- being mugging very for the mirror And it doesn't for a little hurt bit. that this woman is very cute. Yeah, she's very cute, but I like... Uh, she's cute, but she's not also, like, over-the-top gorgeous or anything like that. She looks like somebody who's just like... Yeah, she can totally, for lack of a better word, just kind of bro down and be tough as nails on a ship or a submarine. Um, and she can also be the same exact person who enjoys being in a beautiful wedding dress and looking forward to her looking forward to her wedding. So let's take a listen to this. I just think it's so charming all the way, all the way across. Being detected was not an option. If I was recognized, the whole operation was blown. The element of surprise was imperative. Wow. He he won't even recognize you. (laughs) Seriously. I don't even recognize myself. And thanks to my cash rewards credit card from Navy Federal with never expiring rewards, it's going to be a killer honeymoon. Woo! Maui! (laughs) Boom. Open to the armed forces, the DOD, and their families. So I kind of didn't explain, I guess, that I, I actually kind of forgot, I guess it's been a few days since I saw the commercial. I forgot that, yeah, she's also misleading you. You think that she's talking about a naval operation. Which right, she's but she's really talking about undercover. wedding dress, Operation Wedding Dress. Were you going to say something in the middle of that? that oh, I kinda... just I was just going to explain what we were hearing. Okay, gotcha. So there's other versions of this as well. Um, I probably over-explained that one a little bit. This one is super charming again. This is a man in the military, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, again, in the Navy. So he's what we call a Navy person. <laughs> um, 
talking about, I think, his kid sister who runs a restaurant back home. Like a fancy restaurant. Right, right. Sorry, I cut that off. I don't think he's an... I don't think that's Navy, by the way. I think this must be open to all branches. This... Okay, this person might be an army person. We're family. We'd do anything for each other. But this time, those balls were definitely tested. Frog leg for my baby brother. Don't frogs have, like, two legs? So they should have two of these? Since I'm active duty and she's family... I was able to set my sister up with a sweet membership from Navy Federal. If you hold it closer, it looks bigger. <laughs> Eat your food. My big sis likes to make tiny food, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> Again, he's totally charming. He's, he's sitting there in this kind of fancyish restaurant with his sister, the chef, uh, serving him these tiny little, um, you know, sort of amuse-bouche style foods. And he and his other army buddies, who are all these sort of buff guys, are all flummoxed by this these tiny little pieces of food. Right, right. It's your classic kind of like people who don't like fancy restaurants like me going into a fancy restaurant and looking at like two pieces of some sort of <laughs> greenery with a tiny little droplet of something on it on a, on a giant white plate. Uh, at the very end when he says, you know, my little sister likes to make tiny food and I'm okay with that with a, just a tiny little grin kind of goes up. It's just they really did a good job of casting, I think. And I really hope that they casted within the military for these. There is a chance that they just hired actors You know, in that's LA. a good question. I had been assuming, and, and perhaps this is naive, that they were careful to hire only real people. I think those USAA ones are definitely real people. I mean, obviously, Alejandro Villanueva is a real person, um, and I assume the other guy is too. I I hope these are. It'd be interesting to know if only there was some way for us to know. But well, there's, actually, but there's that, not. It, it, um, in our defense on that one, I actually did look that up, really, just to see. And I found a bunch of people kind of questioning it on mostly on military kind of chat rooms and mm-hmm. stuff. I don't know if you still call them chat rooms in 2016, but people kind of saying, "Well, I you know I know that this one particularly was, but I'm not sure." If, so I would say a, that if any of them are confirmed as real, then probably all of them. These people are very attractive. They the people in the Navy Federal ads are more attractive than average. They're less attractive than they're not they're not like model pretty, but mm-hmm. they're all they're all good looking. Yeah. By the way, I wasn't the these whatever chat rooms I was looking at weren't talking specifically about the Navy Federal ads. They were just kind of saying generally speaking oh, okay. when you're watching a commercial and you have military people in it anything that's kind of related to the military in this way i would find it hard to believe that they are not one thing i really liked about the tiny food ad that mm-hmm. we just listened to is that i i feel like it's really trying to speak to uh, a wide swath of american culture um i think we associate uh, military folks and military families as being like kind of like red state and i mean there's a gross generalization i'm not saying that there aren't you know liberals in the military or um that they don't have you know that there aren't liberals in blue state or, or military people in blue states but broadly speaking i think uh we tend to think of military families as being kind of red state families and not super like kind of city folk right for lack of a better word and i like the way that ad kind of blows up that stereotype and he's the the soldier in the in the ad is uh you know, he seems like kind of a red meat guy, mm-hmm. you know, serving in the military. His sister seems like she's living in some kind of like, co- she seems like a coastal elite, right? Right. But everybody gets along. Right. Which and, is nice. And of course, nodding to that very directly by saying, and I'm okay with that. Right. Like uh, pointing out that divide. Can you set up this one? This is the, again, Navy Federal commercial. This one is zip line. Yeah, and this something one's a weird bugs one us for about me. it. I can't remember what. Well, it's a little. Okay. So what the scene is, uh, it's a, a woman and her friend. Uh, at the top of a tree, a platform in the tree is about to do a big zip line. Uh, you know, they're each hooked into the zip line. 
um, her friend, for whatever reason, uh, is about to go first. And the friend says, I'm not ready for this. But just just as she says it, the military, the woman who's in the military, um, just kind of like smacks her hard enough to get her going and pushes her off the platform. And then kind of does a little song and dance with the instructor about how, oh, I didn't... I didn't hear her tell me that. I had my ear holes were covered. This one's weird to me. Like, if you were to watch this with no audio, you would have no idea that there's a military connection at all. So other than her being like, she's tough enough to do the zip line because she has military training, it's a weird sort of like, it's it's just a weird scene that seems to make no sense. And like, why is she such a jerk that she pushed her friend off of a platform, you know, to zip line? It doesn't make a lot of sense. And it doesn't seem to hew to the the na- the narrative arc or pattern of the other ones in this in this campaign i've been a soldier for three years i've scaled the toughest terrain and faced plenty of my fears as part of my training and for the past two years i've been a navy federal member so even out here i can pay securely with mobile pay linked to my free checking account i don't know about this it's <laughs> what did you say she said i don't know about that i couldn't hear my helmet no your ears are completely exposed mm-hmm. yeah just Open to the armed forces. Like, she, it's a funny joke. Yeah, she's kind of funny. Like, her acting at the end, again, you got to give credit to the, the spokespeople and all these. Like, they pull off these nice little lines at Absolutely. the end. I think she does a fine job with it. I don't blame the actress. I think she actually really sells it. But I don't really understand what the pitch is. I mean, I, I already forgot what she said the advantages of the thing, mm. of the product were. And it doesn't connect me at all to her her personality or her character as a, as a member of the service. Okay. As somebody who is deathly afraid of heights. Right. Um, that's your, that is your living nightmare. Right. And I could imagine somebody talking, not at this point, I'm just, I can easily say I'm scared of everything now and not get into that situation. But there might have been a time when I would find myself, you know, up in that situation and then have second thoughts about it. The idea of a friend just like pushing you and making you do it is like, that, that's appalling to me. I see this ad and I especially get angry. Having said that, I'm going to reach here a little bit. And say that thing where she just pounds her on the back and pushes her off echoes that very famous, you know, kind of trope in any kind of uh, military, um, uh, what's it, paratrooping oh, yeah. go, situation. Go. go, you pound the person well, on the back and kind of push them out, especially like maybe if you're a young recruit or something. Can I like tell that. you about a real thing that happened to me? Were you in the Navy? Are you a <laughs> Navy person? Nobody tells a Navy man when she's had enough to drink. Um, <laughs> I did actually go skydiving when I was living in England. I was a junior in college. I was doing my junior year abroad. And I was sort of desperate to make friends. And I sort of got roped in with this crowd that was signing up for this extracurricular where you would go. We would go, we'd train for a couple days. And then you would do a static line jump, which for those who aren't familiar is that thing that Andrew's describing where like you're sort of attached to the plane by a, a... a cable and when you jump that cable automatically like releases your chute so there's no free fall there's none of that like that thing you see where someone drops jumps from like 10,000 feet and they mm-hmm. free fall for like 2 minutes or whatever this is like with a skateboard on their feet right and a gopro on their head this is like and a mountain you're dew out waiting below and it pulls the chute out and you have like and you're just and you just float to the ground the only thing you train for the only thing you train for for two whole days is what if that chute doesn't open properly and you have to release it and get it? You have to quickly, because you have about like 2,500 feet, which is not that much. 
you know, you have a couple thousand feet to like get rid of your bad shoot, open up your spare shoot. And that's, that's like the only thing you train for. And what happens if neither of them open, how to fall so that you don't kill yourself. How do you fall not to kill yourself if you have literally um, nothing? It's very tricky. It, I mean, you know, it's happened, but it's very tricky. Anyway, point being, so I train, so I did this, right? And I go up in the plane and, you know, you're up there and it's just like a little propeller plane. Like you're not up very, you're, you're up very high, but it's just like, it doesn't feel like anything, um, you know, advanced or, or protected. You're just up there and they hook your line in and you sit there and like a couple people went out and then you're supposed to sit there with your legs swinging off the edge of the door. Yeah. God. You know, and you're looking a couple thousand feet down. And I turned around to tell the instructor, I actually don't think I want to. And he smacked me on the yeah, back. Just like the commercial. Just like the commercial. And out I went and my thing opened and I, you know, I piloted myself to the ground. So there you go. So, so this commercial shouldn't happen. bug you. This commercial should be like, yeah, sometimes you just, at the very last minute, the person needs a push, literally a push at the end. It doesn't bother me so much that she pushes the friend. I just don't, it bothers me from a marketing standpoint. Like mm. I don't really get the, the connection to the military, except mm. that I guess she's like, she's just a tough broad. Right. And, and. And that's how maybe, that's how yeah. you do. And that's how you do. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's take a huge left turn here into an ad that I can say almost for certain does not employ an actual military person. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure. This is and this is purely to, just drafting off of military cliches. Yeah, not to get ahead of myself here, but this is for Southwest Airlines, and one of my takeaways from this is. It's a great commercial, but it shouldn't be for Southwest Airlines. Hell the yeah. The takeaway uh, of this commercial is so lost in the actual commercial. Having said that, I love the ad. I just wish it were for a product that made more sense. Like um, password protector or something. It's called sharing your password. I'm sure a bunch of you have seen this. A very highly decorated military man. Maybe he's even a Navy person. I don't know. I'm just going to keep saying it until it's normalized. Um he walks into some sort of huge... That's how we got Steve Bannon, but, <laughs> but go ahead. Oh, we're going to play the Bannon commercial in a second. <laughs> so this guy walks into this huge operation center that you've seen in a million movies where something is about to go nuclear unless they get the right code, push the right button, right. get somebody on the phone from it's the Kremlin. It's code red. Like, Everybody's, you know, there's maybe a hundred people in here. They've all got their headsets on. They're all looking at these three giant screens. Yeah, at the it's front. every everything is. Code it's every red. like ridiculous movie cliche code red control room situation ever. So this um, highly decorated military official walks in and. They realize that he's the only one who can save the day because they need to hack into some system, and he's the only one who has the password. They actually need his own personal password to save the day. General, there's been a breach. We need your password so we can lock down the system. My password? Yes, sir, we need your password. The password that I use? Yes, sir, your password. There's been another breach. Sir. Right. Okay. I-H-A-T-E-M-Y-J-O-B-1. I... Hate my job. One. Want to get away? <laughs> now you can with Southwest Fares as low. The as joke is fantastic. Yeah. When I, oh, whenever I think of this commercial, I'm like Genevieve. What's that good commercial for the job recruitment site? Yes, it's not for a job recruitment site. Why though. isn't it not for a job recruitment? Because site? Because they had the right idea, but the wrong product. Absolutely. I that, almost that wonder: is there for... any chance that a creative company came up with this idea On for spec. something else? It got rejected by JobMonster.com or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it? I don't know. Monster. Don't leave me alone. Um, 
And they're like, well, we still have this idea kicking around. I mean, Southwest tries to make it work by saying, you hate your job, you need a getaway. Um, but but it, uh, the thing about that is, it would have been so easy to fix it and how still have it be a Southwest um, ad, I feel like. I think I hate my job is what makes it confusing. Like, that is an embarrassing hmm. thing to say in front of people. But, like... Um, I need a vacation one or something. I mean, that's not quite so embarrassing. Um, you know, but, like... What if that? What if it had been implied that was it was like, I love Joshua and Joshua is the guy he's talking to. Oh, or something, you know? that's good. But like, then, but how just, does that have to do with? How do you sell the plane tickets with that? He still needs to get away. Like I think the oh. embarrassment thing can work. I think what's confusing about it is that the I hate my job puts you in the mind frame of like I need a new. Like there are plenty of job. Uh, I don't think that I lo- I think if you're confessing love to somebody in the room, the idea of you need to get away because you just embarrassed yourself is even I think that's even more removed. I mean, I hate my job means you need out of there. You're stressed out because of your job. He doesn't need to get away because of the embarrassment of that moment. Oh, you think the reason he needs to get away is because of how much he needs a vacation from a break from his job? He hates his job. Yeah. Oh, I I've always read it as like he's in a he's very embarrassed and he needs to leave because of the embarrassment. That's interesting. We have talked about this ad so much and off yet, air. We've talked past yet each we, other we, every time. <laughs> yet we had well, we mostly are in agree, in agreement about it, but we do disagree, I guess, on what the why he needs to get away. All right. Well, what are I'll the, put a poll up. Hold on a second. Uh, those polls. <laughs> you don't like my polls. Well. I like the idea that you're that you're really zhuzhing up our social media, <laughs> but then it's kind of like then we have some numbers that make it seem like one is right and one is wrong, and then I get mad and yell at the listeners when I feel like they disagree That's with true. me. So what was that was um, that was uh, what's the airline again? I've already Southwest. forgotten. Southwest get I think away. This, I think that the punchline should other. be like you need to get away so bad you would consider flying Southwest. <laughs> Okay, so how about this? This is because I know it's a campaign, so I wanted to see if any of the other things in the campaign might uh, back you up or back me up. I frankly, I would assume that they might back you up. Uh, here's one. I don't know. It looks like a couple of kids playing a, a baseball video game in a living room. It looks like their mom might be about to walk in. I don't know this ad. Check this out. For this controller, your character will mimic your exact motions. See? Sweet. Okay, so I guess it's not. I those aren't are those kids? I guess they're college. Kids they seem like or, college uh, guys. Okay, yeah. Okay. Motions. See. Sweet. Now throw me a pitch, just like we're outside. <laughs> so as you might guess, the other dumb guy throws the remote control to, instead of using it like a Wii, just throws the remote Straight control the directly screen. in the flat screen TV and busts it. Wanna get away? Yeah, he's now embarrassed. So he needs to get away because he's embarrassed about that scene, or he's going to be in trouble with his uh, with his buddy. Huh, I don't know why I thought a mom was about to walk in there. Um, all right, May, I guess you're right, but it's just I think it's a I think it's a sort of a nuance anyway. Like it's a bad scene. You want to get away. Yeah, I think that, but I think these back you up, and it looks like this is a campaign that's been going on for a long time. Here's I've one. never seen any of these, though, and I've seen that general one a billion times. Here's one from, uh, well, it was posted in 2010 on YouTube. Um, I, it could be even older than that. Looks like a guy in a driveway. He's like a water culligan man type. He's okay, he's off water. making a delivery, but he sees a basketball in the driveway, Uh-oh. and now Don't he sees do it. the hoop. 
he's going to make a shot in this people's driveway. And he breaks their garage window. Want to get away? Right in front of them. Now you can. You're right. Go the joke is you've embarrassed yourself in front of some people and you need to get away. Although in this case, but that, that's still muddled because, listen... You need Mostly to, it's you about need these to get other away. ones about property damage. Yeah, I know. You've committed a crime. That would be an ad, right? <laughs> like, right. you know, uh, you, you see somebody closing a trunk with a dead body. Right. Want to get away? <laughs> need to get away? Um, I actually think that the punch. I really thought, obviously, that the that would be way the, funnier. Actually, <laughs> if you witnessed a murder, <laughs> oh, you witnessed one like a rear window situation or like a witness situation. Um. Oh, witness, yeah. Want to get away, and then you show them going to the... So, uh, and then you show, like, an Amish family getting on a Southwest right, flight. Right, right. Um, see, I actually, now that I... You were right, but now that I know that that's the punchline, I think it's pretty weak, actually, in all of these cases. Because, like, okay, you broke a window in in front of your customers, but, like, you need to get away now? Like, that doesn't well, really it's make such, sense. Well, it's so hilarious. It's like... Oh, you made a mistake. It would cost you, you know, $75 to rectify the situation. Or you could just get on a plane and never come back. Right, yeah. I guess it's worth it. It's only $49 to go to California. All right. Well, we gave that the old Walsh... belabored treatment there let's uh, i don't know these other ones here's one called zillow long distance returning soldier what's oh yeah so this one and this is the long version i couldn't find the 30 second but i know they made one um this is about a family uh they're split up the the father is serving overseas the mom and the daughter are um at home in the states and they are house house hunting um, and they're co- communicating with him via Skype as she does all the legwork of like looking for the house. And this one doesn't have enough closets and that one doesn't have enough this. And this, the schools aren't good at that one. Um, and then predictably at the end, you know, he's waiting. For, sorry, spoiler alert. It's a commercial. It's 30 seconds of your no, life. No, it's a minute. You said it's a long one. It's a minute that you'll never, that now you'll know the end of. Um, but at the end, you know, she walks into the house that they finally agree on and there he's standing there with oh flowers. he's he's surprising her is yeah. there any there's a lot of soldier commercials where the soldier comes home and surprises people. right or vice versa the soldier comes home and everybody surprises him oh. hey babe i gotta go okay come here sweetie say bye to daddy bye daddy have a good day at school okay okay well, what about when my parents visit so they're kind of texting back and forth. She's saying, wow, this one has a great walk-in closet. This one has a... Now she's like, okay, I guess i got to look for a four-bedroom. I love it. I love it, too. I can't wait until, like, this type of music does not appear in 95% of commercials. I'm so sick of this Portland shit. I th- is that the genre, Portland shit? Portland shit, yeah, he nailed it. Oh, there he is. Not just looking for a house. Yeah, let's face it. We live in an age, and it's not. Uh, this isn't to deride it necessarily, but because of the last fifteen years and this kind of ongoing war or semi-war situation America is engaged in, um, even outside of the realm of commercials, a huge thing on YouTube is soldier coming home videos. Sure. Uh, more specifically, as my friend Jolie will attest to, she says sometimes she will just sit at home. I think it's okay to say and watch videos of of uh, pets greeting their owners back from the military. And I like feel the I feels. like those, and I like the ones where they also bring home their dogs that they got that they adopted oh, right, overseas, exactly. which they just passed a law or something that will like ensure that all the overseas pets. That were got adopted, like will come home. Really? I was. 
and maybe not a law, but like some sort of like military uh, regulation or something that's going to make it easier for overseas uh, nice. service members to bring home their like the, their ado- the pets their that they adopted, adopted dogs, while they were serving yeah. overseas. Oh wow, which is nice, right? Yeah. If only they wouldn't make them give back all that health insurance money. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, but one one thing I want to talk about with this ad that I think is kind of interesting is unlike the USAA or the Navy Federal. Um, and certainly unlike the recruitment commercials where they're speaking directly to service members or trying to recruit service members, this is just an ad that plays on our feelings about service people and families that are split up by um, by overseas mm-hmm. postings. And I think it's kind of interesting, like, I don't, I mean, is Zillow donating any money to any wounded warrior projects? Like, right. I don't know, maybe, but like. That's does, a good point. It's, it, it seems like they're drafting a little bit off of this idea that we all like, it, it's a ready emotional trigger that we all have. Even those of us who are like pretty unsentimental. Uh, but like, imagine if you have any sort of like personal association with, um, with, a, with a military family, you would definitely feel, feel this in a way. And I kind of wonder about the ethics of like is it exploitative i guess is my question now they i'm looking here on zillow's actual website and they do have something that says veterans get 100 percent financing on home loans up to one million dollars all right well that's good so they are i mean it's still probably just a federal program though it's still a marketing technique i think um i i uh va loans yeah it's a va system it's a va thing but so I mean, you don't think that, that Zillow is doing anything? I mean, Zillow has nothing to do with your loan. They're just a housing, they're just right. a house hunting app. I see. So they're just kind of like putting this information out there. Um, who's Yeah, this is just a kind of a, a PSA about VA loans on their website. But it wouldn't so, super surprise me to find out that Zillow has some kind of um, uh, socially, or uh, what's it called? CSR, um, corporate social responsibility. Oh, right. And um, I should know that I did that for several years of my career. Um like it, it wouldn't surprise me to find out that Zillow has some kind of CSR campaign that's related to military families. I would hope so. Quick Google search doesn't show anything other than that. Uh, right, well, get on it, VA Zillow. You're a thing. Seattle yeah, company. You are right. And actually, I, if I'm a betting man, I'm going to bet that the actor in that commercial was not actually a military man. That I would totally yeah. agree with. Yeah. Um, okay. Speaking of, let's do one more coming home commercial. This is one of the most famous ones of recent memory. This is from the Super Bowl in 2014. Yeah, this one blew everyone's and, mind. Yes. And it caused a lot of speculation. And while I don't think it... Listen, Walsh. Play the damn ad. <laughs> Give your opinion of it afterwards. First play the ad, then give the opinion. You may remember this commercial. It is a split-screen ad. It is mostly without um, any kind of audio that's going to help you out, so I'll set it up. You'll hear at the very beginning, the guy on the left is uh, you know, clearly deployed somewhere, and he's on the phone, and he's talking to a man about his age. He's on the right side of the split screen. He's on the other end of the phone call, and the guy says, I'm coming home pretty soon. And then as the commercial goes forward, it's, this is a minute-long version, um, you see on the left side the soldier doing all these things as he prepares to come home he is packing bags you even see him getting emotional and crying a little bit in a in a mirror he dries you just see him dry his eye really quickly on the right hand side of the screen you see his buddy back home is planning a huge surprise party as the commercial goes on 
it uh, you you see the two storylines come closer and closer together. The soldier is getting closer and closer to the barn, and then there's the big, huge surprise when he gets there. It's very emotional. Let's take a listen to it a little. Bit. Hey, man, it's me. I'm coming home. When? I'm spinning too long. Of course, the guy who's preparing the party in the barn is buying tons of Budweiser for it, but there's only one shot of that. Yeah. More and more people are helping. They're turning this dusty old barn into a really... Fa- I, I would love to be at this party. Yes. They're stocking up with a lot of Budweiser. I do love a good barn party. Here comes the big surprise. Soldiers headed out to the barn. Oh, welcome home. They did a great job. The two men embrace. The one is holding a Budweiser. Hands the other guy a Budweiser. The soldier starts embracing all other kinds of people. Looks like maybe a mom, maybe a sister. Says, proudly serving those who serve. Genevieve, do you want to say what the big question mark about this commercial was? There was some discussion when this came out. And I want to say this came out like maybe three or four years ago. I want to say... This was posted in um, 2014. It was posted in February of 2012, rather. So that would make sense. It would probably be Super Bowl of 2012. Yeah, I think it was. So it definitely was a Super Bowl ad. It's it's beautifully produced. There's just enough ambiguity in the way the two men speak to each other and look at each other. And it's never made explicit that they are either brothers or friends. Or, you know, or yeah. That there was some speculation that this is a gay soldier coming home to his lover or boyfriend. Um, and I, I think that Budweiser was happy to let the speculation churn, but there's nothing in the ad that I think tips it particularly hard one way or the other. The thing about I think, it I is... I think it's a little bit of a Rorschach test. Now... It's very moving. Whatever their relationship is, it's very moving when they, when they reunite. If it was a company... Here, here are the um, clues, I would say, in the like kind of gay column for lack of a better word the very first phone phone conversation they have it is you get the impression that it's a romantic phone call because of these like kind of small indicators that you will often see in a movie or something like the guy back home by the way very good looking guy is laying on his back talking mm-hmm. on the phone yeah. staring at the ceiling no, they're, very they're much si- like kind of like that's some they're definitely signifiers i'm not right, arguing that's definitely a signifier in that way on the no way did they mean to do this or even muddy the waters a little bit or even kind of throw those signals out there is it just seems like if it was Volkswagen, if it was Subaru, if it was any of these products that we think of as being a little bit more gay friendly or have a track record of doing this, but nothing is... Gay people got to drink beer? No, absolutely. But it just surprises me if that is the case that they were trying to be ambiguous about it or even maybe like... um, yeah, just be ambiguous about it, for lack of a better word. It's just Budweiser during the Super Bowl military ad. Like, I just feel like they're just kind of like, if we're going to do this, we're going to shoot the moon? But I like this. So, so we're looking at, um, this is a, an article that came out about it, because again, people did have this reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was, I, I don't know who's saying this, Oh, Adam Weinstein at Mother Jones, which, okay, Mother Jones, but... He says, uh, Budweiser doesn't launch an ad without a lot of corporate hang ringing, hang, hand-wringing. Yeah, that's true. So the ambiguities and their multiple readings are likely intentional, and that's a milestone. 
The fact that we can even posit the ambiguous, ambiguous possibility of a gay soldier relationship as a selling point for domestic beer is a sign that we've turned a corner culturally and economically. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, and then Jim Edwards uh, at uh, BNet, which is in a publication I know, writes, the ad's mystery might be a good thing. Uh, the worst thing that Budweiser could do is make any statement about the ad at all. Mm-hmm. If it denies the two men are gay, they'll be homophobic. If it confirms they're gay, it will anger conservatives where the beer is based. If they just stay, stay silent, everybody wins. Right. So I think that I, I just never believe in accidents. And I don't think, I mean, having worked on uh, marketing and ad, mar- marketing strategies and campaigns that were of far less national visibility and with of much lower stakes, I can tell you that it's very rare that somebody doesn't think of through all the angles. Especially Budweiser Super Bowl ad. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't, there is no more scrutinized uh, piece of media. So that's why it's always astonishing to me when something actually does get through that like truly was obviously not, no one thought about it. This one, somebody thought about it and somebody said, you know what? What's the downside? uh, What's the downside? I guess if, if I'm them, and I, I don't... I'm this was right around gay, when gay marriage was becoming totally normalized. 2012, I mean, the fight, you're still in the very much the midst of the fight. And I think of Budweiser's base, but though, had, as people who are not don't really... Ask, don't Tell the, already been overturned at that point? 2012? Uh, was that a first was, term or second term Obama? I can't remember. Thing? It might it have been was, end of first term. I, if My gut says it might have been end of first term as kind of a, a you know, something that he could... Uh, that Obama could tout on the campaign trail. Yeah. Um, I guess the reason, assuming, and again, I think all the evidence does tilt towards, yes, purposely ambiguous, but I guess it just surprised me because what is the downside is even if Budweiser doesn't necessarily make a statement about one way or the other, and maybe I'm just being cruel to America and Americans and Budweiser drinkers. I'm a it's Bud okay. Light drinker, by the this way. This is a garbage country. This is a garbage country. Look who we voted for. Um, look who the president-elect is. So I just think that the downside potentially for Budweiser is you are talking to a base and you have a bunch of people being like, oh, yeah, that gay commercial. And they're not saying gay. You know what I mean? Like the, I'm talking about the people who are just like. I actually think we have come so far. Believe it or not, and think about the and flea I, market we were in in Ohio. I, I know, but those in people. I was. Ohio. We were at a flea market in Ohio that was just egregious. That was twenty minutes outside of Cleveland. I know, but here's what I'm going with it. Where I'm going with this: those people don't read Mother Jones. Those people don't read Adweek. They don't read the New York but Times. They watch the Super Bowl, and but they aren't. Re- but their read of this, they're not looking. They're at, not seeing it, yeah. and they're certainly not reading the kinds of huh. think pieces that would make them think about it. Trust right, me, right. And so I think it's it's invisible in a certain way to the kind of people who would be truly offended by it. Yeah. Uh, no, you. all of your arguments are good. You win. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do I still have a... Wait. Where's my judge's hammer? <laughs> all right. I want to play one more. I, don't, I hope this is a good power out because we probably already had one. But this was... I, I was clicking oh, I'm, through... Yeah, I'm excited for this. I said at the top of the show <laughs> that... All rec- like military recruitment ads for all the branches are just so generic. They're all focused on the skills you learn are applicable later, and you're also you're doing a good job. And it's pride, and it's all togetherness, and all those themes. Uh, but I was looking for one that would maybe kind of stand out that we could talk about that would maybe break break that mold a little bit. Well, this one doesn't necessarily break that mold. But I was watching it, and about halfway through, I'm like, wait, wh- what? What is happening? <laughs> so um, I heard you from the other room go. 
what the hell? <laughs> I really am my, I did not know I did that, but I really am my father's son. All right. So this is a guy talking directly to the camera, talking about the, and he, by the way, is wearing a, a, an army hat. So he's clearly a veteran and he is talking about his daughter's decision to enlist. Were you surprised when your daughter enlisted? Not at all. She's a born leader. I know I've been taking orders from her since she was five years old. So you don't worry about her? Of course I worry about her. I fought in the war in 96. I know what the... (laughs) (laughs) Record scratch. I'm like, wait, war of 96? Like, I'm not very good with history. And I'm like, war of 96? What does that mean? And then as the commercial continues... Things are capable of. But All of a sudden, they show a, we they, see a we see a newspaper framed on the wall. It's, although I want you to go back and look at the the newspaper, it looks like a USA Today, like it's laid out like a USA Today, but it's called USA News. Oh, you're right. It's totally. It looks exactly like USA Today. I wouldn't have noticed that. Just like what was the newspaper? We saw a Home Alone oh, two God, poster. It was, it was called like here. Let uh, me look up the Home Alone two poster. The the New York newspaper. Um. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I think it was the New York City newspaper or something. In the Home Alone poster, you see uh, what's his what's his name? What's the character? Kevin. Uh, well, yeah, Kevin. Uh, Kevin McAllister. Kevin McAllister is in the big city. Home Alone Two, Lost in New York, and you see the bad guys from the first movie, kind of. Um, kind of creeping around the corner there, but he's holding a uh, a newspaper with the headline. Uh, wet bandits escape and the newspaper he's holding looks exactly like the New York Times only it says the New York newspaper and uh, I think we sent that to our friend Nick your, your podcast buddy Nick and he's like I find it hard to believe the prestigious New York newspaper would run with a headline like that anyway uh, back to uh, this commercial uh, US Army so this guy he fought in the war of 96 the newspaper that is not a USA Today says uh, victory aliens defeated my daughter is capable of and i know this planet is safer because she's defending it and then he says the planet is safer join the esd earth space defense so this is a real ad for the army this is not a total spoof but it's a tie-in to the uh to the whatchamacallit movie it's the independence day uh sequel or reboot reboot. yeah and so for those for the 10 of you who saw it um there are they made a you know sequel to independence day that came out i think uh over the summer um it did not fare well i don't think it was very good but it so his reference to the war of 96 of course is a reference to the first independence day movie which he, you know, fictionally fought in. Um, And then this is a reference to his daughter joining up to fight the aliens in the second one. But it's so funny. Like, it's a real commercial for the army, but tied to this totally bonkers fictional premise. I know. And which, I I mean, I I think I actually kind of like it. Sort of. I mean, I like the ad, but I don't like it for the army. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm admiring of it from a sort of creative marketing standpoint i'm a little bit discomfited by it i guess because you know people really join the army and really go into harm's way yes and to like tie it in with this and and with such somber trappings and so like you know i fought my daughter will fight when we're talking about fake movie aliens just feels somehow like a miss to me tonally yeah 
I agree. Here's another one. I have a feeling this one is going to make us gag. I haven't watched this one yet, but it's another U.S. Army TV commercial called Independence Day Resurgence. Bill Pullman's in this one. A source of inspiration. Yeah, and I have a feeling that Bill Pullman is going to be talking about how the real men and women who put themselves in a real harm's way are an inspiration to us on the set of Independence Day Resurgence. That's my guess. When the soldiers in the movie rise up, when they adapt to a new threat facing the world... When they find a way to win, no matter what, remember where Hollywood gets that from. The U.S. Army has been defending American independence for more than 241 years. Go to GoArmy.com slash independence to learn how you can join their ranks. Independence Day Resurgence in theaters June 24th. Swing and a miss. Yeah, heart big time. I am... I mean, this is very much. I was trying to explain to you how this, there's a movie called Battleship. Um, oh yeah, that was like a big budget action movie based, I think, on the board game. Yeah. Um, Can you think of any other board game movies? There wasn't a Monopoly one. There was never a Shoots and Ladders. I don't believe. Was there ever? No. I mean, no. Any, sorry. No. Sorry. No risk. Risk would be a good good movie. Oh yeah. Anyway. Um, so in Battleship, which was directed by this uh, director named Peter Berg, um, he really fetishizes the military and the Navy. And so the, that movie was essentially like a two hour long piece of Navy propaganda. Oh. It was like it starred or it involved uh, extras and cast members who were uh, like real Navy veterans from like a long time ago, like very elderly Navy veterans. It was just like a long piece of like Navy porn, basically. And I watched because I have just deplorable taste in movies. I'll like watch anything. I love explosions. I love like terrible disaster movies. I tried to sit through that and it was too much propaganda for me. Really? And I have fucking watched Armageddon <laughs> conservatively 87 times. A very, very quick internet search reveals the obvious clue. Oh, Clue. That's one of your favorite movies. And Ouija. Ouija came out. That came Jumanji. Out re- well, that's not a real board game. It may be now, uh, but I don't think it was, ba- I don't was think, a fake. I don't think it started out as a board game. Okay. Well, those are the obvious ones. Also, something called Zathura and Candyland, the Great Lollipop Adventure. Which, I think Clue is the obvious winner yeah, in this category. Yeah, I feel like I really messed up by not thinking of Clue myself. All right, Veeves. Uh, do you want to check in with the Ad Council? Let's check in with the Ad Council. Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind All right, what do we got? What, what's with this? I guess you're going to make me wait for it, this special farewell it's or whatever. Last, it's our last thing. Uh, our first uh, piece of Ad Council feedback is from listener Kevin. Um, so if you remember, Andrew, we talked on our, our co- commercial court episode about the Selena Gomez commercial, and there was some debate about whether that was a good ad or a creepy ad. This is a one where um, she's dancing around. She's having him play the song over and over again. Just some guy. He's listening to his, uh, you know, his Zune or whatever, and he just keeps playing that song over and over again. <laughs> and, and, you know, every time the song comes to an end, Selena Gomez kind of actually appears in body and says, play it again. So this is, this is what Kevin has to say about that. So that Selena Gomez commercial infuriates me for nothing having to do with the commercial per se. Huh? It's Selena Gomez who you said you don't have much of an opinion on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, as the dad of a preteen daughter just starting to get fully barraged with media opinions of women, there is no song on current radio more cringeworthy than Selena Gomez's Good For You. 
I hear these 11 to 12 year old girls singing along with the radio and making their lip sync music videos. Yeah, that's a thing. And I want to punch the record execs or the artists for putting shit like this in the world. And he quotes the lyrics here. So this is, you know, for your for all your tween daughters out there. Gonna wear that dress you like, skin tight, do my hair up real nice, and syncopate my skin to your heart beating. Cause I just wanna look good for you, good for you, uh huh. I just wanna look good for you, good for you, uh huh. Let me show you how proud I am to be yours. Leave this dress a mess on the floor and still look good for you, uh, good for you, uh huh. So that is pretty, you know. Yeah, it's, it's not um, appalling. Yeah, looking good for you is not good. It reminds me, I, I had mentioned this to you. you what's the. Um, I, let's just say T-Mobile. It doesn't matter. Whatever data plan <laughs> ad sure. is running now, it's actually kind of a clever concept. I think they make some missteps with it. There's a guy on a date with um, uh, like a Yelp. No, no, a Snap, this, uh, like Snapchat personified. And, and, and then Nicki, Nicki Minaj, Minaj actually up. walks in and she's like, hey, I thought you were supposed to be listening to my stuff. And he's like, well, I only have so much data, so right. now I'm on Snapchat or whatever. That one is a little bit mishandled. There's a better one that has Ariana Grande <laughs> in a passenger seat of a car. A young woman is driving, singing her song side to side which is her biggest hit right now. And then she's like, sorry, Ariana, I got to leave you at the side of the road now because I need my maps service and right. all whatever Verizon, whoever I'm with now is not giving me enough data to do two apps at the same time. That one actually, I think is a really, it's on message. It's, you can yeah. really relate to it. It it's personifies. A story, it's a story that you can remember and understand the message. Of. Yes. And it does a better job of personifying both apps. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. The end of the other one doesn't make sense because Nicki Minaj walks off with the Snapchat logo. That doesn't make sense. Anyway, I got to say, though, Side to Side is a very, very dirty song. You had to tell me what that song was about. Now um, I hear it on the radio all the time, and I'm so shy. It makes me embarrassed. Uh, yeah, so I'll just read the lyrics. Uh, <laughs> I've been here all night. I've been here all day. And boy, got me walking side to side. I've been here all night. I've been here all day. And boy, got me walking side to side. Um, on its face, might not be obvious. I'm not going to say it here. Just look it up, what the meaning of those lyrics are. Because I remember it was like a... I almost want to say it was a Gawker headline or something, or one of the Gawker property headlines. Like uh, that, I think the headline was something like that "Side to Side" song. It means not what you think it means, <laughs> or something along the line. Or we just found out how dirty Ariana Grande is. So anyway, um, oh, Kevin has one more comment. Um, as the as for the "You Don't Own Me" commercial, this is the um, mm, yeah. Uh, is that Toyota? <laughs> it's funny. I just it's a car commercial, Genevieve. That's all I think I know. it's for Toyota. Um, or everybody's singing "You Don't Own Me." Um, it's all about trying to get us ready for the shared economy and self-driving autonomous cars and Skynet. They laughed at me when I told them about chemtrails, but soon the machines will be running us. It's going to be huge. So I think Kevin kind of lost it there at the end. Yeah, so but, uh, best of luck, Best Kevin. of luck, Kevin. Uh, okay, moving on. This is from listener Linder. Um, and this is a commercial. She says, uh, this is a commercial I adore. She is Linder. Yeah. I know Linder's a, a lady. Yeah, I know we hear from Linder all the time. Sorry, Linder. Uh, here's a commercial I adore. Uh, I just had to show my boyfriend, so when I say mother of pearl in just that way, he can get my drift. So I remember this ad. Um, and it's going to be dirty, too. No, there's nothing dirty about this. Mm. This is very cute. It's uh, it's for a Colgate whitening toothpaste, and it's from a few years ago. Okay. It's called Primary Colors, apparently. So it starts with a, a little a, a kind of prim preschool teacher or kindergarten teacher um, asking her her pupils uh, to name colors that she's holding up and things that she's showing them. Okay. Good. Okay, what color is the grass? Green. Good. What color is my sweater? Blue. What color are my teeth? 
No matter how great your smile is, don't you wish it could be whiter? Now it can. That's pretty funny. I generally hate toothpaste whitening commercials because I feel like their goal is for everybody to have like teeth so white that they're blue. Um, but that is a great ad. That's a good ad. And it looks like she comes back one month later with very bright white teeth. Yeah. Just, I didn't want to, you know, we were spoiling some things before. I didn't want to leave the ending of that one hanging. Yeah. She gets her teeth whitened. Yeah. That's now what can, happens I'll there. relax. Um, okay. This is from listener Josh. Uh, and he says, sorry if this has been discussed already, but I absolutely loathe this hooking up grandma's house ad. So I guess the moral is if you have a whiny little brat for a grandchild, you better kiss their ass. And let me just say, Josh. You could not be more right, because this commercial is truly loathsome. This has been a topic of conversation in our house as well. It is in... We mad as hell. ...uriating. I was thinking we might do a holiday cheese and G's. I don't know if we will or not, but this is certainly... This is what Genevieve would call a hard G. Hard G. This is awful. So it begins with an old couple sitting on their... um, Sitting on their couch, and the grandma is uh, reading a tweet that her granddaughter sent out. She's reading it out loud to her husband, and it's something like, Oh, I'm going to the gates of hell where there's no Wi Fi and no shows on cable, aka grandma's house. And it's clearly a holiday commercial. They're all decked out for the holidays here. And, um, I don't know if the commercial will make this obvious, so I'll just say. So the reaction by the grandma and grandpa is not like, what a jerk. You're not invited yeah. to Christmas anymore, and I'm certainly not giving you any of those gift cards to Best Buy that I got you. People still go to Best Buy. Well, they got them for Circuit City, so... They got them Circuit City. Sad news we're, ta- we're taking We're taking them back, and we're going to use Circuit City gift cards. Um, instead, the grandparents decide to you know, appease their awful goddamn grandchildren yeah. by wiring I think their we know how this kid them. turned out so rotten because every time she behaves this way, somebody does something nice for her. Oh, God. Now, there is one, and I... I this th- is like where your dad would, need, would like, have a yes, fit. Yes, we should have had him on our... Maybe, maybe we should have him on the show to discuss these things. Again, um, the... Uh, uh, the one, and I'm stealing this, I think, from somebody who was commenting on this on our Facebook page. Somebody yeah. said, yeah, but the one good line is when um, the uh, grandfather is talking to the remote control. As you know, we have the service, and I love talking to my remote control. And it turns out you cannot just say the name of a program or as a grandparent might say, program, or (laughs) a channel or whatever, apparently you can also just quote a line from a movie, and you'll hear this guy, what what are you wincing at? I just can't believe that that works more than a handful of times. Let's go out and try it. And uh, I don't think ours is that generation. I don't think ours does it that way. I'm going to try it. Because our box does all kinds of updates, and we have this Xfinity service, I'm sure that like... Just go out there and yell like... I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Let's do it. After this show, let's try some quotes and report back next week. Okay. okay? Um, all right. So let's listen to this commercial that we've already overexplained. Entering the gates of hell where there's no Wi-Fi and no shows, a.k.a. grandma's. What does she mean? I don't know. She means that we're not up to date. Really? So they, in the in the space of the time it takes to get their family to drive there, they get Xfinity out to the house, which is a fantasy, by the way. Here's this song again. Oh, yeah. Hey, come check this out. What? Hey, pass the remote over. I'll show you how it works. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. <laughs> and, of course, it brings up Home Alone. Home Alone. Oh, shit. Huh? I got 
no more wrinkles. <laughs> I will say, by the way, I actually do like this song. I liked this song when it first came out. I am just sad that I we liked have spent it about a thousand plays. The ago. last yeah. six years of American life has been a bunch of bands recreating this song. Well, and it's been used, it's been sold to because it not does, just this song, but that other. Remember, we were watching that one before, yeah, it's and it's still that just kind of like. Yeah. I don't even know how to describe no, it. I hear you. I mean, th- that particular song, uh, which is uh, Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros or whatever. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It was such a huge hit. And it's also the because it's called Home and it all like because it's on a theme that would appeal to so many kinds of products and marketers. I think it's just been I mean, they must have made a gajillion dollars off that song. So I I will say this for that ad, which I do not like and I do not like the narrative of it does one good thing, which is it teaches you how their product new feature works, yeah. which is the thing about the line. But there was a hundred other ways they could have done that, and I do not care for that ad. What they could have done for that commercial is had like me and my dad watching TV and be like, the movie, you right. know the movie. What's the movie with the guy? And he says... And he's, uh, I can't think of his name. He was also in that TV show about the doctor. It's the... Uh, God See, dang that it. It's the been... one where he says, uh, you filthy animals. An extended riff on right. two people trying to remember the name of a movie and then yeah. getting it that way would have been... Mm-hmm. Rosebud. So much better. It's the Rosebud. But this was like... It's like they went out of their way to make everybody look bad. Yeah, I agree. And that in oh god, when you when you actually see the face of like the bratty 14-year-old girl who comes over, I just want to send her to her room. Yeah. I want to kick her out. So anyway, right, is this where I say goodbye? This is where we say goodbye to someone very special. Uh thank you to listener Harvey uh, who posted this on our Facebook group. Um this is a commercial uh by the late Florence Henderson. Oh, right. Who we who we oh. just lost. She was uh, the brainy. Is it bunch weird that love. I feel sad for everyone who just barely lived to see Trump get elected? You feel sad that, like, it would have been nice if they had passed before Just they had before, to see Just before, right? If, if you're going to, like, die in 2016. You know that Forrest Henderson was a Trump supporter. <laughs> I sincerely hope that's not true. <laughs> All right, so... This it, is for this Tang. Is, oh, this is a it's commercial that she was in. hilarious to see, hear Florence Henderson say Tang about eight million times. <laughs> is this the one where Florence Henderson says, I gotta get that Tang? <laughs> More or less. Hi, Florence. Hi. Homegrown tomatoes. Hey, you really do drink Tang. Don't you worry about Susie getting enough vitamin C? I laugh My it up. Susie? Almost half the children in this country don't. But Tang has a full day supply of vitamin C. Well, what if she won't drink it? She'll love Tang. It has a natural orange taste. It's good. <laughs> See, I told you. Delicious Tang instant breakfast drink. Do something good for your family. Gotta get that Tang. <laughs> yep. We're 12. <laughs> you can sell anything. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. You can really sell anything. We've only gone an hour and 15 minutes. Anything else you want to get off your... No, I think I think we're all done here. Okay, sounds good. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will have another show for you next Tuesday, uh, won't we? Yeah, yes. we'll have one next Tuesday. We haven't missed a Tuesday yet. Just had to do a little calendar check in my head. <laughs> uh, don't forget, check us out. We have a vibrant Facebook group going over there on the internet. It's After These Messages Show on Facebook. You can email us. After These Messages Show at Gmail. And you can call us at 607-444-5597. Again, that's 607-444-5597. Talk to you guys later. Any-